0: welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. 2020 and 2021 were both banner years for cybersecurity and not in a good way as U.S. government agencies, businesses, and private citizens suffered the effects of major cyber attacks. when foreign hackers, U.S. officials believe were from Russia, hacked a major U.S. information firm called SolarWinds in early 2020, they were able to infiltrate networks far and wide from the elite cybersecurity firm FireEye all the way up to top government agencies like Homeland Security and Treasury. And while the attack started early that year, it wasn't actually discovered until last December with revelations about its breathtaking Scope and worldwide reach, unspooling into the new year. Then last June, for the first time in its 57-year history, the 5500-mile-long colonial pipeline, which supplies gasoline from Texas all the way to New Jersey, had to completely shut down for 5 days because of a ransomware attack. As a result, many stations along the eastern seaboard ran out of gas, causing long lines of stranded and frustrated drivers and causing concern about what might come next. And just this week, news about a brand new software exploit that's already being used by hackers and causing major problems. The Log4Shell exploit is described by the director of the Federal Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency as one of the most serious she's seen in her entire career, if not the most serious. And officials are saying it could affect hundreds of millions of devices. CBS News correspondent Jeff Gaze has
1: more. Log 4J affects a software tool used in a range of devices, including smart watches, TVs, gaming consoles, printers, even smart thermostats. And cloud services like Apple's iCloud are also at risk. The flaw could allow hackers to access devices and the data stored on them and then hold that information for ransom.
0: Now, all of these incidents show how very vulnerable we are in the face of determined attackers. So we talked to cybersecurity expert Dr. John Nicholas from the University of Akron about our biggest threats and challenges over the past year and what we can do about them going forward.
1: The big effects of 2020 were the Colonial Pipeline and there was a meatpacking plant. Those were the two biggest that I saw this year. Oh, the SolarWinds earlier in the year actually was very impactful. So we'll start with that one. You know, SolarWinds is a is a security orchestration suite, and it had been the biggest in the world and one of the most trusted in the world and the fact that that got hacked and at the level it got hacked was very eye-opening and I think that event in and of itself made us realize that just about anything is vulnerable to cybersecurity attacks. And then I think the second biggest one was the Colonial Pipeline, just because of the effect it had on the southeastern United States. Um, The the fact that somebody could get in and shut down a supply of our energy like that and affect uh, gas prices in a region of the country was incredibly impactful. And in fact, it contributed a little bit to the upward tick in inflation, because anytime something is shut down for for that long, prices are going to be affected uh, across the country. And lastly, you know, the meatpacking plant that was hacked just shows how vulnerable any of our manufacturing facilities are right now. You know, right now, the Internet of Things and manufacturing are probably the two most vulnerable. So I think, you know, what we learned from those attacks was, was just where the vulnerabilities were.
0: Okay. So that's kind of enumerating what the attacks were and what we saw, the vulnerabilities. Now, what does that mean going forward? Are we any less vulnerable now than we were before? Has anything new gone into effect that can change this, make it better for us?
1: Whenever attacks like this happen, the cyber security community comes together and shares what they did to patch these holes. And so what that means going forward is, well, we've patched those holes. So that made us more secure from those attacks. Those types of attacks probably won't happen again. And that also then goes, well, if this was vulnerable, then maybe we should look at these other things. So when something like that happens with the eyes are wide open in the cybersecurity community for other vulnerabilities. And so, We are safer from those type of attacks, but the hackers are always on the lookout for other vulnerabilities and weaknesses. So we're not protected from those yet because we don't know what those might be.
0: As a consumer, though, it made me feel a whole lot more vulnerable and less confident that our cybersecurity defenders actually knew what they were doing and were actually effective. What do you think about that?
1: And that is a reasonable feeling to have. However, we have to think of this kind of like a game of chess, that we build a defense and we do all that we can to defend uh, the data on the Internet. But uh, on the other end, somebody is constantly poking at those defenses, trying to find some sort of weakness, and it's not really any different than the cloak-and-dagger spy stuff that were going on during the Cold War. It just has the ability to affect businesses and individuals, which was not going to happen in the Cold War days. But I think everybody can rest assured that the cybersecurity community is constantly learning and communicating and doing everything it can to prevent any kind of future attacks.
0: Okay, so that's on the defense end. But the U.S. does have some pretty formidable offensive capabilities as well, and the government used some of those over this past year.
1: Well, that's right, and we do have incredible offensive capabilities with the United States government, and even some private companies now are developing some offensive techniques. And what that means is, it doesn't mean that you necessarily go out and you get the person who did it, but what it means is that you know where these attacks are coming from, as far as the servers are concerned, maybe what country is concerned, and that you can go in there and you can damage those servers and shut them down, and that you can get the tools that they were using to hack your system off of there, and and analyze those tools and learn from uh, learn what they were using those tools to do and how they wrote those tools. So it is true that we have done some offensive security attack, and we will continue to do so in the coming year.
0: So then do you anticipate the government will more often go on the offensive in the coming year, actually going after the people that attack us?
1: Most definitely. As this escalates, the ability to sense something with all of the tools that are out there watching the internet, I'm going to say, you know, this particular spot looks like they're up to something. Let's go in and shut them down before they launch an attack is probably our best defense. It's great to defend, but sooner or later you have to go on the offensive, and I think that time is here.
0: Now, going back to some of the bigger attacks we've had over the past year, most of them involving ransomware, from what I've seen, a lot of them have come out of Russia. And yet the government there is kind of taking the stance that, well, you know, they're not really affecting people in our country, so we're going to kind of look the other way. I wonder if you could speak to that.
1: Yeah, a lot of that ransomware is coming out of Russia. And that's where we get into some interesting foreign policy issues, because we can't really tell another government what to do to its own citizens. But at the same time, if a government is ignoring something and they know that those folks in their country are attacking the United States and its interests, then it does become a national security interest. And with the current tensions with Russia, I could certainly see the cyber end of it, and the ransomware end of it coming into the fold with all of that.
0: And of course, China is also a major adversary in this regard as well.
1: That's right, and China likes to come in and steal our industrial secret and then produce it cheaper, so It appears right now that that their interest is more economic, but China, the private industry, well, it really isn't a private industry. The government controls everything. And so it's also a military interest. So really what's happening now is our old Cold War communist adversaries are attacking us through cyber attacks.
0: Now, as far as China goes, right there on the University of Akron campus, the university recently shut down the Confucius Institute because there were some concerns about Chinese espionage
1: there were and you know that that provide an interesting dichotomy for a university where diversity is important but national security has to take uh, precedence over that And that was not an easy decision to make for our board of trustees or administration, but it had to be done.
0: All right. So any closing thoughts then on the future of cybersecurity over the coming year and also on the kind of training that you do for students there on cybersecurity at the University of
1: Akron? Moving forward, there are going to be more attacks. Companies are just going to have to increase their cybersecurity budgets. And that might include training even the layperson on how to be secure because, uh, you know, the weakest link will break the chain. And at the University of Akron, in our computer information systems cybersecurity degree track, we teach folks how to defend the network. We teach folks how to analyze what happened once an attack happened. And then we also then uh, teach folks how to do offensive security. In this case, that means, you know, looking for vulnerabilities in your own network using software. So we're trying to cover the entire spectrum of cybersecurity with our degrees at the University of Akron.
0: That was University of Akron Computer Information Systems Professor, Dr. John Nicholas. To find out more about the University of Akron Cybersecurity Degree Program, go to uakron.edu. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.